Okay, Lamad Aluf, Lamad Aluf. I think it's about 14 lines down, double dots. Last two words of Tonra Bonon. Lamad Aluf. Lamad Aluf, Lamad Aluf. Yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 14 lines down. Last two words, Tonra Bonon. 14, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, lovely. Last two words, Tonra Bonon. Yeah. Right. Okay. Tonra Bonon. We, we, we actually, did, what we're doing now, there's one or two lines. We did last week already. But just to bring us into the Indian. Ton Rabbonon. Ain Eindim Lisbalel. One should not, uh, Davn Shmanesra. Loimetach Din. Not after somebody you've just judged a Din. Loimetach Tva Halacha. Or not when you've just learnt a complicated Halacha. Elimetach Halacha Psuka. But only something, an easy to understand, a clear cut, uh, Halacha. And Rashi says, third line, Rashi Halacha Psuka. Sheinusricha Ion. Which doesn't need a lot of sort of uh, thinking about it. So he shouldn't think about it in his twiller. Because if you have a complicated din, din tyra, or you have a complicated halacha, you, you may, you may, when you if you do that before Shmanesra, you might think about it during Shmanesra, so only learn sort of, if you are learning, learn a halacha psukah. Okay. And easy to understand, no machlaikas, no questions, no turutsa. Now the Gemara gives three examples of what is a halacha psukah. What is an example of halacha psukah? So he gives three. Omar Bayer, Kihod Reb Zera. Tom Reb Zera, Zera said, Benoist Yisrael Hech Miru Al-Atzmon. Jewish women have accepted upon themselves the chumrah, stringency. Shafilu rise tippers dam kachardal, even if they see a drop of blood. The size of a mustard seed, only a marshal, Yoshevis Aleo Shiva Nikim, they wait seven, seven clean days before they purify themselves in a mikvah. Now, what this means is as follows. There's a, a woman, the first time she sees blood in her life, she's called, she's a nidder. Then, after the nidda, she's going to have seven clean days. And then she goes, well, I mean, nowadays, obviously, you don't until you get married, etc. But she's Tomei for seven days. Right, what did you say? A woman is a nidda. No, nowadays, what? Na- na- nowadays, a, a single girl doesn't go to the mitzvah. Oh, I see, then this is talking about a single yeah. girl. Well, a single girl went to, uh, well, really? the, first time, the first time a girl sees blood, yeah. she's normally she's single, yeah? You, you start, you start uh, seeing blood from when you're... But today uh, they don't do that, a single girl, do they? What? They don't go to the mikvah. No, 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 so no, this no, in the no, time no, of the Gomorrah, no. they did. Well, I, I don't know. I that's mean, what you just said. The first seven days... Yeah, you but that's what Gerald just said. The first seven days, yeah, the first time you see it is a Tome, your, your, uh, Tome for seven days. Yeah, that's what Rabzaira said. Yeah, so. they, just, just hear me out a minute. Yeah, sorry. Right. Then, right, and then after that, so then they wait seven, day, seven days, and before they go into the mikvah. Right. So that, that's a nidder. Now, between one nidder period and an, the next nidder period for 11 days a woman can become a, a, a zovar. A zovar also means she sees blood right, but it's just it's it's a different time of the cycle so she's called a zovar. What is the difference between a nidder and a zovar? The difference between a nidder and a zovar is this, that a nidder even if she sees a tiny amount of blood, she's got to have shivanakim. Whereas in, in, uh, what do you call it? Whereas a zovar, 
only needs to have Shiva Nikim if she sees three times. Three times and three days. You know, once, one day, second day, and third day. So what happened was, they, they were in a situation where they didn't always know, they didn't always help cop, you know, where they're standing. Are they in the Nidah period or are they in the Zova period? So therefore they were machmet on themselves that even if they see, they see a tiny bit of blood, which could be a Zova, and therefore really you don't have to have Shiva and Akim until you have three times, right? Nevertheless, they used to do Shiva and Akim even if they only saw it once, right? I presume, I mean, you, you, you're right, it, it doesn't say about uh, single girls then, you know. It's well, it does about, really, no, it says Benoist Yisrael, that yeah. means, it doesn't no, say Benoist married. No, Benoist means Jewish women. So does, I'm asking, does women. that refer to... No, no, it means uh, Jewish women who were, uh, what do you call it, who were married, yeah, yeah, who were okay. married, yeah. Okay. I presume it means that, okay. it doesn't say that, you know. Okay. Any case. So that's the, that's the first thing, that's Allah Sukkah. That the Benoist or Machmel Atzman, even if they saw Roy Dippas Tippas Damkacharl, they used to do Shivanakim. Rava Omar Rava said Kihod Ravashia, another example of a Lokopsuka, the Om Ravashia. Ravashia says, Marim Odamaltsvuasai, a person may be um do a trick with his tour, with his grain, or machnisa bamutsrila, and he can bring it into his house. Well, it's still got the chaff. Chaff means the dirt, like, for example, the husks. You know, the, you've got the wheat. You've got it in the husks, the top part, which are inedible. It's a dirt. It's still in it. And you bring it into the house like that. And all this animal can eat it. And it would, you wouldn't have to take mice on it. Now, this is as follows. We learn out that Midoraisa... Um, that you only hire the miser when you bring it into the house called Raya Pnea Bais. You've got to bring it through the front door, you bring it into the house, then you're hire the miser. However, that is only when it's fully harvested. Everything, the whole process has been done, which includes taking all the dirt out, either by winnowing it or by, by, by taking it out. If you take... That's nothing to do with Kusha. No, no, one minute. So, so if you bring it into your, and it has nothing to do with kashras, it's to do with misa. So if you take the, what do you call it, hello Clark, if you take the, 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 uh, what do you call it, the grain into your house, and it's still got the dirt, so it hasn't, hasn't had, it's called miruach. Miruach means to smooth it out, you take the dirt out. Since you brought it into the house with the dirt still in, Midraisa, you're not mechuyev to take Misa. However, the Rabbonon says, Midrabbonon, they said, you cannot have a Seudas Kavua with it, you know, like a proper meal from that grain. However, for a Seudas Arai you can, and to feed it to the Bahama is always called a Seudas Arai. So in other words, a person can do a trick. So he takes it in without being miruach, without being fully harvested, because it says racist to gomcho, and the word dogon, grain, means when it's fully harvested and everything, it's been fully processed. And that includes taking the dirt out of it. So if you take it into the house while the dirt is still in it, then midaraisa you don't have to do, um, you don't have to take miser, and midrabonon you can feed it to your behemoth. So the people used to do tricks in order to get away from miser. That's a second, um, a second example of Allah Hubsukha. Smoothings, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winnowing. In, in English it's called winnowing. You throw it up in the air 
and the wind comes and takes away all the, what do you call it? So before you do that, you take it into the house. So since it hasn't finished, the maruah hasn't been done, therefore you can still feed your behemoth, my, uh, uh, the, the dog on, without taking maisa. That's the second halacha, sukkah, a straightforward halacha. And Rashi says, somewhere, um, yeah, if you look at the end of the, oh no, 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 we'll come to the third example first. And the third example is, have you got it, um, Clive, yeah? The third example is as follows. The boy says, Somebody who lets blood, you've got an animal which you've been muckdish, yeah? You've set it aside, you're going to offer it up. But then you let blood out of it. In the olden days, it was, I think for health reasons, people also used to sort of let blood, that means let blood come out, and uh, they, used to, they did it to the animal as well. So then we say, Osabanor, that blood is Osabanor, forbidden for, to benefit. And if you do benefit, a mile in by your hive me'ila, which means you've got to bring a special carbon. And Rashi points out, we normally say, Ain mile in There is no me'ila. We learn that from the posse, there is no me'ila. And you, you don't have to bring a carbon me'ila if you have personal benefit from the blood. But Rashi points out, that's only the blood where you're actually shechting an animal in the, in the Azari, in the base of Migdash, shut, shut, the Pesukim tell us there, that if you benefit from the blood, then that's okay, you don't have to bring a carbon. But here where you're letting blood out of a live animal, right, it's like, it, you know, it's considered part of the body of the animal itself, therefore you are hive and, and you, uh, you've got to bring a carbon meiler. Yes, yes, yes. And then drinking it? Well, using it for your, benefiting from it, whichever way you want. It could be for fertilizer. How could you drink it? No, no, you, you can't, can't drink it. You're not allowed to drink No, 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 you can't drink it. It means you're having some sort of benefit from it. No, so you're not allowed. You know. It's, it's a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rashi says, if you look at the sort of, uh, the Rashi of Osa Bahanoa Molim, by the very end it says, these are There's no kashas, no chirutzim. And you don't have to think about it. It's straightforward. There's no machlaikas. It's you know. I mean, the truth is that these. I would have thought that these halachas are not very hard. Are not so straightforward. You know, because like, the first one. They're machmir, really, they don't have to do it, you know, because the Zovor doesn't, he has to wait only till she sees three times blood. But they were machmir themselves, that's something unusual. Similarly, the second one is you do tricks, you know, you don't do what you're supposed to do, you do a trick to try and get out of Misa. And the third one is a mak is dumb, which is also something, I don't know how common that was. If you would have asked me, I wouldn't have said that. I could have thought of, a, of an easier one, you know, like 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 when you've got to say because I'm awesome after benching, it would be, it would be does, which will come to that. Does anybody comment on what no, you just no, said? No, no, no. I, I, I saw it somewhere when I was learning it. People saying it's not such a no. simple one, but the point is like this: there's no normally when you have a halacha, very often there's a kasher on it. But it says somewhere else this, or it says somewhere else that. There's a contradiction, and therefore you've got to come to an answer. And you know, and and and, and others have a different opinion, so you've got to think about that's it a little true. bit. Here, it's sort of that's the din. No one argues with it, and that's called halachas pesukas. Meila, meila. The actual English word is 
if if you if you use it, you have benefit, personal benefit from something that you have set aside as as a carbon. Your matish means to make something holy. You set it aside that this animal is going to be used as a sacrifice. Yes. And so then you mustn't have personal benefit out of that. And that's what the word me'ila means. And if you do have personal benefit out of it, you've got to bring a carbon me'ila, a special sacrifice, to atone. So what is the actual tradition me'ila? Me'ila means to have benefit from... Uh, to, to a have sanctified per- per- animal. Personal, personal benefit. From a sanctified from, animal. From, from, from anything that you shouldn't have benefit from. Okay, okay. Okay. Rabbonon Abdukamasnisin. Now, the Rabbonon, they did like the Mishnah. If you remember, what did the Mishnah say? What did the Mishnah say? That we have to, when we come to Dabn Shemena Esra, we need Kaivad Rosh. We need to be in a serious frame of mind. You remember, and the Mishnah said, Rosh. Those are the first few words of the Mishnah. So, rather, Rabbonon is Abdukamasnisin. He acted like the Mishnah. Rav Ashi Ovid Kabraisa. Rav Ashi. Uh, he acted like the Brysa, in other words, the Brysa which says about learning a halacha psukha. Alright? Um, now the point is like this. First of all, let me draw your attention to Tyson. It's an interesting Tyson. says, Rabbonin Avdukamasnisin, the Kavasai came along, we hold like them halachically, but the Chain, Amos Malin Matar Kalas Rosh, you mustn't Dabnishamina Esri Matar lightheartedness or strike. Laughing, you know, it's on us. Element of COVID rash, you've got to be a serious frame of mind for Simchot or Mitzvah, which we'll see in a minute. The gun should also be different. Torah, for example, by learning Torah. Therefore, that's why we have the meaning to say Pesukah to Zimra for Ashrei Kodem Tefillah. Because that's sort of like, in a way, like a Simchot or Mitzvah that puts you in the right frame of mind. Because originally, they just used to daven Shema, you got a chiv of Shema, and you got a chiv of Shema and Esra. Where did all the rest of the davening come in? They put this in because of this, because of what we said. Now, the interesting thing is, it says here, Robert, Rav Ashi Ovid Kabraisa, Rav Ashi, um, did like the Braisa, i.e., he learned this halacha psukha, clear cut halacha. Now, when we learned this originally, the way we understood it was, not that you have to learn the halacha psukha, but if you happen to be learning before davening, don't learn something complicated, because then you might think about it during the Amida. So learn that. The way it says here of Ashi Ovid Kabraisa, of Ashi did it like the Brisa, it seems to be saying, yeah, that you should do it. Right? It's not, it, the Brisa is saying that one should learn Torah at that time, to put you in a special frame of mind, which is, which helps you. We're not complicated. Students, t- t- fill no, 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 what we're saying is two, two different things. Up to now, yeah. when we said, we said like this, Right. So the way we, un- the way the sort of Gomorrah understood it till now was, it doesn't mean you have to learn a halacha psukah. It means that if you are learning before Shemana Esra, before davening, easy. make sure you learn an easy halacha. That's what it, that's right, how we understood. Right, right. The way we're saying it now that Rav Ashi Ovid Kabraisa, Rav Ashi made a point of doing it, seems to mean that you should learn before. Alright, obviously, it's, you should learn a halacha psukah. But they should specifically learn a halacha psukah. Not if you happen to be learning, make sure you only learn a halacha psukah. But do actually make a point of learning that halacha psukah. Right. Why? Because if you learn a halacha psukah, as we'll see in the next price, sir, it's like simcha shomitza puts you in the right frame of mind. 
So according to Ravashi, why do you say that Ashrei and all those beautiful? We say we say Ashrei. Yeah, because we say Ashrei because to make you a good man. But according to Ravashi, he says you should learn. Oh, oh, wait, learn no, extra. No, no. So, according to Rashi, why do no, you say that? Because, no, Tyson says, Tyson says, Kagan should also be doing Tyra. You know, like, for example, learning Tyra is one of the ways of doing it. This is, but if a person is not learning Tyra, then he can also, that's why we brought well, in, for, peop- for people okay. who don't learn Tyra, then you bring in okay. the Psukhita okay. Zimmer and things like okay. that. But let's have a look at the next prize. The Tanra Bonnet, neither in a state of sadness, not in sort of laziness. And not uh, sort of laugh from laughter. Now, Sikha means chattering, speaking, but Rashi says Sikha says Leitzonus. Leitzonus means mockery. You know, like uh, having a joke. Leitzonus means mockery. Not lightheadedness. Leitzonus means mockery. Either words. So therefore, this is the, the Simchosh Mitzvah that we were talking about. Hey, Rashi also says a similar thing in saying, "Al b'tach Simchosh Mitzvah, kigan divrei tanchumim shal tayu kigan somach l'geulas Mitzrayim." For example, that we have that we talk about geula, the geula from Mitzrayim before we before we come to Shemun Ezra. Somach l'hil David or l'hil David, that's for mincha or shal shvach. Which means that the uh, the will of those who fear him he will do. etc. Come across Or we got in Marav as well. Hashem will not forsake his people. So you say these sort of things. It gives you an encouragement to to help you in your davening. Can I just make an observation? Yeah. It's very interesting. I never thought about it before. Yeah. Yeah, when, when I go to the synagogue, there's always a sermon or a drosha before Muslim, yes? Yeah. Mm. But they say Ashray first, yeah. and then the drosha. Yeah. Here, it's yeah. the way round. Yeah. The drosha comes first and Ashray. Yeah. I think the reason the reason no, the reason why they do that is simply because you can't make Kaddish on a vacuum. Right. In other words, if you've just got, sh- oh, it, it, the, it, you, wait a minute. You, when you, you you can say Kaddish after Ashray, right? But if you say Ashray before, and then the rabbi gives his sermon, and then you just say a Kaddish, what are you saying Kaddish on? Oh. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, Why? they used to do that here. They only changed. Why that. can't you say you're saying Kaddish on the sermon on the, on no, the that, No, that would be a Kaddish to Rabbanon in any case. Yeah, yeah. You know, this so that, not, that's not, no, no, this is a Kaddish before Muslim, this yeah, is a Kaddish yeah. you say before ah, Muslim, okay. and you've got to say on something. So why have they changed it just now? Monks never used to be like that. Why did they change it? Yeah, yeah, no, they, they've they done it for, for Only for that years. five, in, ten in, years. In the Adas as well, they, they, they changed it. No, because it was always the Minig to, to, to ah, do it, okay. to say Kaddish on its own, and then they okay. found out, I think right. the Mishnah Brewer brings that you should say, in, in case of a drosha, you should say ash. Without the mission was said, yeah. I think so. In in order to say kaddish on on something, Very you can't good. just say a kaddish just willy nilly on its own. It's got to be a kaddish on something. So therefore, you say ashray afterwards. Yeah. So then you've got a time of the nice synagogue. Why do they? Well, do all right, that's I a long. They've got erudite. Yes, yes. You can't ask kashas on customs. You know that's how it is. The chain similar like you put it on the mechaveira. A person should not take leave of his friend. Lo mitach sicha. 
neither amid sort of idle chatter, late sonors, for loimitoch not amid wild laughter, for loimitoch chalas rosh, lightheadedness, for loimitoch dvarim betelim, not amid idle words, elimitoch dvahalocha. Rather discussing alocha. Right? It means that a lot doesn't mean dafka alocha, it can be, you know, a, a, a dvatara, whatever it is. Now you notice here, here it doesn't say halocha psuka. Whereas with Shemana Esra, it says only halacha psuka. The difference is this. It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter because when it comes to Shemana Esra, the whole idea that you don't, that you have a lot clear cut because you shouldn't think about it during Shemana Esra. But here, if you say goodbye to your friend, it doesn't matter if he thinks about it afterwards. Oh, you know, let me think about that. You know, there's no problem. In fact, on the contrary, we'll see in a minute, and we'll see in a minute from the next price, sir, that, 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 that it's fine. She came on to you with Naveem Rishonim. We find Fili with Naveem Rishonim, the first Naveem, the prophets. She seemed with Yivrayim with Yivrayim Shvach for Tanchomim that they concluded their words, words of praise and the Chomot, consolation. Because even though they were discussing previously in Tanakh about the punishments that would befall Yisrael if they did have virus, nevertheless they always ended off on an encouraging note. And therefore we're saying you take leave of your friend also uh, finish on a, a spiritually uplifting note and tell him a, a, a Dva Torah or Dva Halacha, etc. And similarly, also said, a person should never take a leave of his friend except discussing a matter of Halacha. For by doing, doing this, he will remember him. Meaning, what does that mean? Because that person hopefully will think about it or he'll pass it on to his friend. To you, and, and, and we know you have a, a, a din which says that you've got a... Um, uh, if you say, if, if, if I tell you a Dvar and you tell it to another person, you've got to say who told you that Dvar so therefore, so therefore, if we, you know, if somebody, t- if Ruben tells Shimon a halacha, or tells him a dvar before he goes off, that way he will remember Shimon because by every time he thinks about it, and he when and and when he passes it on, he has to mention his name. Well, yes, uh, there's one day of the year where many very very from observant people get a bit lightheaded. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the morning, but certainly in the evening. Or yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And otherwise very observant people become full of this. Yeah. Now, the Gomorrah is saying that really that's not right. Well, well, I mean, no, no, the Gomorrah, no, well, the Gomorrah is talking here about two particular instances. One is before davening, and one is when you part from your friend. Yeah. Where on 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 on, on Purim afternoon for Mincha, oh, they're, they're drunk. Very oh. gay atmosphere. Sorry, oh. what's this word? Yeah. Gay atmosphere. Oh. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. I mean, it, it's a bit infectious. Yeah. Because yeah. there are people that you know, take the twelve very seriously. Yeah. But they let go. They let yeah. Go. Yeah, yeah, but but there is a difference. You see, when you're drunk on Purim, you're really drunk 
because of the mitzvah of Purim. Whereas here, you're talking about, you don't walk in and say, have you heard the latest joke or the latest gossip? Ashray, Ashray, you know, then start happening. I would suggest that is an excellent answer. That's a very good answer. Yeah, it's a very clever answer. Unless he's doing it, he's Simchan Purim, not for the right reason, not because he just wants to get drunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so now the Gemara gives an example of the sort of halacha that, that, that you, you tell a person when you take leave of him. He had Rav Kana Alvila Rav Shimi. Rav Kana escorted Rav Shimi Ba'ashi, Mi Pum Nara, from a place called Pum Nara, Ad Beitsinosa the Bovel. Until Beitsinosa in Bovel, he, he escorted him a long way. He Amale. When they arrived there, Rav Kana said to him, Ma Vada de Omre Insha, is it true what people say? Hani Tsenisa de Bovel, these Babylonian palm trees, Isnu me Odomarisham Vada Hashta, have existed from the time of Odom, the first man, until now. Amale, Sir of Ashi responded and he said, I the Kantan Milsid Rabbiosi Rabbachanina, you've reminded me of a statement which Rabbiosi Rabbachanina said, on Rabbiosi Rabbachanina, as follows. Maidachsev, it says in the Possible of Svalos, but Eretz, in a land, which no person has passed through, and no person has settled there. Now that Possible doesn't make sense, because if we, the Gemara asks, since no one has passed through the land, obviously no one has settled there. No one's passed through that land. Alright? So what does it mean? Elimelech comes to tell you as follows. Any land that Odom, the first man, he made a decree that that land would be settled and people would live there, was subsequently settled. So in other words, the places were past the green line, like Shiloh, etc., etc., which are settled there, Odom Arishan must have decreed at the time that it was, should be settled. And any land that Odom, the first man, did not decree for settlement, was not settled. Oh, so that, he says, that's Pshat, that is Pshat. If you look in Rashi here, at the Karaton Milsa, about ten lines on the bottom, that the, the, where it says that these uh, Babylonian palm trees existed from the time of Odom, what it means is, it doesn't mean they exactly existed from the time of Odom. It means, Shehu Gozal Oysamokum of the column. He made a decree, Odom Marisha made a decree, that in that particular place there will be palm trees. So if we look at the Pesach, it says, Be'eret Asher no one has passed, Yoshav Odom Shom. And it means Odom, the Odom Marishan, to referring to Odom Marishan, he decided no one should settle there. So therefore, that answers your question about the palm trees. He obviously decided that there would be palm trees. Odomarishan also must have decided, well before Columbus, that America would eventually be settled. Odomarishan dis- decided yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, no, we don't say that. Here, the Gemara says that. From, from the Odom had time to say everything. Odom, this is what the Gemara says. Well, uh, it must be. No, I mean, that's what it says. That's what it says. That's what it says. Otherwise, I mean, right. it surely has a, 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 a kind of allegorical, metaphorical meaning. Well, well, what, it, what, what, what he's saying is, yeah, so he asks, so he says, this, this, this 
thing, this story was brought yes. as an example yes. of a halacha that you tell, because what happened uh-huh. was, he escorted him all the way to such a place, uh-huh. and then before he took the part of him, he said, he said, he asked him, is it true that these uh-huh. palm trees uh-huh. have existed since Odomeration? So he gave him an answer. The ins and outs of it, of how Odomeration decided on every place. I thought Hashem decides. Uh, yeah, I know, but, you know, I, d- I don't know. I don't know, I can't, I can't, that, I was not there at the time. Yeah, I was not there at the time, so I'm not privy to the arrangements that God had with Odomeration. But that's what... No, I'm not sure if you look it up in Yaakov. Could be, but the Gomorrah, that's what the Gomorrah tells us, that Odomeration, he had the power to say, which lands would be settled where people would live and where they would not live. So that would exclude Antarctica. Probably, something like that, yeah. Very good. So now, once we're talking about accompanying people, we'll bring another story. This has got nothing to do with Ali Potam and Elam Itachtava We say, Ramotcha, he accompanied Ravashim and Asher from Agrania until Beit Kippi, for Omelad Beit and others say till Beit It's very important to be beloved people. In fact, in Masech Saita, there's about eight Dafim talking about the importance of being beloved people. Because we say like this, that um, when it comes to Egla Rufa, Egla Rufa means a, a person, a dead person was found equidistant between two towns. So you measure to the, you, well, it could be anywhere between two towns. And you don't know who killed him, so you measure to the nearest town, and this is uh, the last bit of Pasha Shavtim, it says. And the Ziknei or Ir have to come and say, Yodainu la Shavchos Adamazer, we're not responsible for this person being killed. Ah, so the Gemara says, Vichy Ozal Dartainu Shechom Shechidomim, would we ever imagine that the Chachomim are murderers, that they have to sort of say we, we're not responsible? Now what it means is, obviously it doesn't mean that, what it means is, we, we are take, we, don't take any responsibility for the murder because we made sure that we he was accompanied out of town and that he was also given Mazinus for the uh, for the journey. You know they made sure that that, that is what happened. So um, Rabbi Rakov from the former Rosh Hashiva of Gateshead of, of uh, from here from Golden Green Hashiva asked the following question. He said, "But even if you did even if you did malava somebody, even if you did accompany them." You're not going to accompany them all the way to the other town where they live. You'll take them to the edge of the, whatever, to the edge of your town or whatever it is. And then he could be attacked by robbers, you know, further down. So what are you trying to say that you are Malava people? So he gives us a different shot. He says like this. He says, when you're a Malava person, you're much of them. You make them feel important. Right? And if you make them feel important, then if they go down the road and some, they're attacked by somebody, they will have the self-confidence to fight oh. against the people. Whereas, if you don't love somebody, and somebody just goes and you say, oh, goodbye, and that's it, yeah. right? Yeah. Then they lose all their self-confidence and their uh, self-esteem, yeah. 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 and therefore when somebody comes to fight them, thing like that, they won't have the sort of, uh, the wherewithal to fight up against it. So that was the importance of, of, of Levoya, of accompanying somebody. And that is a halacha as well, that if somebody is in your house, and you should go and sort of meet them to the gate type type of thing. You should accompany. Go out to the front. Garden, yeah, go yeah. out the front and, and, and accompany Very good. them. Yeah. So this this story is about accompanying, isn't it? Okay, let's go a bit further. Ton Rabbonot. Hamasmalon Somebody davens must direct his thoughts towards Shemaim, towards heaven. Abishalon, Abishal says Simon Ladova. A simon for this is as follows: as a posuk in Tehillim which says. 
Tochin libom tachshin v'znechov. Direct your heart, then your ear will listen. And meaning, if the if the hearts are directed towards Hashem, then Hashem will listen to their, their pleas. Can I ask another question? Yes. When one who does, yeah, yeah, to direct his thoughts to heaven. Yeah. Isn't that self evident? Yes. Yeah. So why yeah. Yeah. I mean, like saying, somebody that does, you think of God. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, what it means is he should concentrate on, on, on Rabbeinu Yonah says, it means he should concentrate on the words oh. that he's saying. Okay. Not just, oh, no, 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 Concentrate, that's what it means. Concentrate on the words. You're speaking with God now, concentrate on it. That's what it means. And then if you concentrate on it, then he, he will answer you. Tanya, now this is a very, very interesting Gemara. Tanya, Om Rabbi Yehuda, Kachoy Min Rabbi Akiva. This was the custom of Rabbi Akiva. When he would dab them together with a Tzibor, on your Makatzeva he would shorten his Tzibor and finish. In other words, it would be brief. He'd be short. He'd finish Menestra because he knew people were waiting for him so he would finish quickly. It's not fair that the congregation should be sitting there twiddling their thumbs while they're waiting for him to finish. So he was quick. When he dabbled at home privately, a person would leave him standing in one corner and find him at the end of Shemana Esra in another corner. Oh, what does that mean? So the Groh explains like this. It says, the concentration of Rabbi Akiva was so great when he dabbled by himself, he was unaware that he'd moved halfway across the room. Wow. And the Gemara explains, why did he do that? Well, what does that mean? Because of the bowing downs which he, he which he did while he was davening, right? Because hishtachavoya means fully fully lying down, right? You you prostrate yourself full length on the ground with your hands and feet extended, and therefore, when he did that, somehow you know you're not, you're he, not la- meant, he landed out at the other end of the you're room. You're not meant to do that. You bowing down. You're not yeah, yeah, meant, but you're Rabbi, yeah, yeah, but that's a, that's a, uh, Rabbi Kiva was in, in, in a different situation. Well, could be, but in any case, all, let me point you out here to interesting to uh, what do you call it? The Tosfos there, very interesting Tosfos at the bottom there. Moshevus He asked another kasha. Tamer to Amla come on. Somebody wants to bow down. You know, we have certain points where we bow down. Morgan Avram, etc. But why does somebody wants to bow down at the end of each brocha? We teach him not to do that. Right? So how could he be in it bowing down all the time? He was, obviously he was bowing down the whole constantly. So with Tiritz, Rabbi Yosef, You're right. During the Shemana Esra, he's not supposed to bow down and prostrate himself and all that. But, but after Shemana Esra, that was a different thing. But it says, I can't accept that. Because it says, where, where the Gemara actually says, that he was in the, he was in the, in the middle of Shemana Esra. It doesn't say it was after Shemana Esra. And, and even in the Shemana you do bow down in certain... Uh, oh, oh, you so do. Wait, yeah, we come to it. If you want to bow down at the end of each bracha, you can't do that. But in the middle of the bracha, you can. You can bow down in the middle of a bracha. Here we're dealing with Rabbi Akiva. 
that, that, that is what happened. When he came to the end of the bracha, he would be erect, he would stand himself up. But Full stop. So in other words, he used to do his bowing down and all the rest of it in the middle of the bracha. And when it came to the end of the bracha, then he straightened himself up. So it was okay. Except, except, ex- wait a minute, except for the brochas oh, that, uh, for, for Mogenabron, where, right. of course, where right. you're allowed to bow. Right. Now, he adds in, very interesting, Lakach Nagu, therefore we have the custom, Nagu Ailam, Brashashon of Yom Kippurim, Shemes Palim Zachrein of Achentain, Vesimlach, etc. We've done all these things in Roshon Yom Kippur, which is brought in Alocha. Shashachem, yeah, that you, some people, they, they daven sort of bent. It's a sort of a, 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 a way of hachna that's, uh, you know, to, to, to double it in a, a contrite manner. You're sorry for the Averis and so on. So you, you, you stay bent. However, chushemagim lepsukim, sorry, when, when they, when they do those psukim and the roshanim kippah, of a side bracha, at the end of each bracha, zaikvin, they straighten themselves up. Because you're only allowed to bow down in the brochos specifically that was said. So in other words, what Rabbi Kiva used to do is either, according to one pshat, according to Rashi, says it was after Shemanesra, right? Or others say, yes, he was bent down in the middle of the brocha, but when he came to the end of the brocha, he stood himself up, because you're not allowed to bend down at the end of each brocha. But the important thing that we learn from this piece of Gemara is that that he was not Matriach at Sibba. Yeah. Yeah? Remember, he, he had sort of, must have had many, many kavonas, because you can see the way he davened at home, he davened in such a way that he was like uh, almost a malach. But yet, I can, I can be a malach at home, at my own expense. I can't be a malach at the expense of the tzibah. And if the tzibah are waiting for me, then I've jolly well got to get on with it. You see from this Gemara, absolutely you clear. It was a makatsava ayla, makatsava ayla, but penei tarach at That's a very important, uh, <laughs> interesting piece of Gemara. Sure. All right, we'll leave it there.